are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, joined always by my good valuable and sometimes funny friend, Connor Drios. This is a Wednesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, like I already said, because I love to repeat myself. On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the current Pac-12 standings and in basketball, the current Pac-12 basketball standings and where Arizona State falls in line with the rest of the conference. After that, we're going to talk about the Zach Hill rumors and the will they, won't they situation that is Zach Hill and the University of Auburn football team's offensive coordinator position. And then we're going to close out the show talking about the Pac-12 all-conference team and why it is controversial for Sun Devil fans. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, by the way. I know that you have plenty of other podcasts that you could listen to first, but you choose to make us your first listen every single day. Maybe it's because we're free and available on all platforms. Maybe it's because you like us. Maybe it's because you feel bad for us and you want to give us clicks. Maybe it's because you want to help Connor feed his beautiful baby girl. It could be all of those things. I'm not going to lie. It's probably a healthy mix. But yeah, uh, li- listen to this podcast if for no other reason than Harper needs she needs food in her belly. And she's really, really cute. That's my daughter, by the way. That That's his daughter, by the way. Uh, speaking of your daughter, Connor, how are you? Uh, my daughter is great. Uh, her dad is also great. Uh, middle of the week, man. Not not much to say here. We have uh, s- some more. Just what feels like exactly how you said it's it's a whole he said she said thing that we got to talk about a, a little bit here today. But uh, looking at these Pac-12 standings, I, I feel not dead inside. That's always great, right? Only playing one conference game, right? One conference game for ASU. Two, two, two. We are one and one. So, but we'll, we'll talk. It, that's our first segment, right? We're going to talk about that. It is. But before we get to that first segment, uh, let, let me just tell everyone where they can find us. You can find myself on Twitter at RichieBrads36. You can find Connor on Twitter at Cedrios. You can find the Locked on Sun Devils Twitter page also at LO underscore Sun Devils. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Me and Connor are there Monday through Friday giving you the best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole wide world. Don't even bother adding me. It just, it, it's not even true. So wait, we have an episode today, right? So Wednesday? Uh, yeah. And, and then what about uh, what, after Wednesday? That, Thursday. Uh, Thursday, yes. We, we would have one Thursday too. And then that's it, right? We just stopped. No, 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 no. There's one Friday as well. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. But then we don't have Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Because... Okay. Because we we do need a break every once in a while. Now I'm tracking. But then don't worry, we're because we're back on Monday and Tuesday, and then and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But but then we're off again on Saturday, Sunday. Speaking of Pac-12 basketball standings, Arizona State is not in last place, and that is terrible segue, Mister Drios. That is neither here nor there. We are essentially we are what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. We are. Eighth overall in the Pac-12, even though it feels like we've done so much worse than that. There's two teams behind Arizona State, which would include Stanford and Oregon and Washington. Yeah, three teams behind you that all have more wins. But because they are all 0-1 in conference play, they are now behind Arizona State. Uh, just- uh, um, can can I get a woot woot for being in the top 
two-thirds of the Pac-12 standings, baby, despite having the second-worst record. Yes, the uh, Conference of Champions. <laughs> uh, only at the very, very bottom, which it feels pretty guaranteed right now. Uh, Oregon State is not good. Uh, Back to where they should be in the bottom of all the sports rankings of the Pac-12. So at least we have a shot to get not last. So, But the, the reason we're talking about the standings today is just to show how important these conference games are. With how bad ASU has played this year, losing to, to UC Riverside, uh, getting swept at the Battle for Atlantis tur- uh, tournament, going 0 for 3. Uh, I mean, just you name it. A lot of stuff has not gone their way this season, making them 3-6 and six on the year. But they're 1-1, one and, one, and they are currently only one game behind first place. Now, is that going to be a realistic goal for them? No. No, it's not. I, I don't know what Locked On Network podcast would also think that. Like, if you're going to get that opinion anywhere, it's probably Locked On Sun Devils. And we're not even saying that. So the goal is not necessarily going to be first place with how they're playing this year. If things change in a hurry, that's great. But as of right now, they just they just need to keep pace, right? So with any of the, the couple schools right in front of them, they just need to start winning some of their games. Uh, we, we had talked on yesterday's podcast. They've got four games up and coming that are not conference games at all. Uh, they're not worthless. Um, Richie had said they essentially need to win three out of those four, if not win out. Please. <laughs> Well, that's all it takes right there, just a little bit of begging, right? BLS, uh, BLS, please help. <laughs> um, but once we've really hit that huge stretch afterwards, I don't know how many conference games in a row that is, probably about 15 plus. No. Well, so we get a, a game generally. It, it's pretty much like there. there's no more um, out-of-conference games after these four. After these four, correct. And I, I don't remember how the basketball schedule works. I know you get all of the South home and away. I don't remember if you get all the North home and away, if that alternates or whatever it is. Uh, but either way, you got you got a healthy amount of games against the Pac-12 regardless. So once they really hit that stretch, ideally they found their stride after these next four games. And they're not going to be the best team in the Pac-12. I, that's just not going to happen. I'll settle for second best. But I, I would take that as well. But I but we won't take that in football. Hmm. Uh, but I, ideally they are much better than the 3-6 teams that have played so far this season. I There's a lot of new faces to this team. I get it. There's a lot of new faces, a lot of transfers, a lot of new starters. So it's taking a little bit of time for them to gel. The big question is, are they going to gel? And right now, I'm, I'm almost confidently going to say no. No with a question mark. Prove me wrong. But at, at, as, as of this moment, as the recording of this podcast on July, what will be 8th? July 8th. Well, whoa, wait a July. minute. Wait a minute. December 8th. Wow. Are you thinking about like Christmas in July? Is I, that what's going on? I'm from Australia. So I it, guess that's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> I said the recording of this podcast. Uh, where was I going with this? I don't know, but. Why don't you, the, you, you say words? The train keeps rolling. That's you, what I do. You now. say words. Oh, man. I, I just, Now you got me flustered, honestly, but here's. July. <laughs> here's the thing. Is right now, I, I think what you're hoping for is to maintain your spot in the Pac-12 rankings to end the year. Because I don't think you can expect to finish in the top half. I maybe come don't. July. We'll see. I, I mean, yeah, maybe come July. Jeez, Jeez Louise, Connor, look at you. But, I mean, look, looking at these standings, the, the first one, what is that, three, four, the first six teams all have winning records, convincingly winning records. And I understand 
Every team has only played no more than two conference games. So at the end of the day, their overall records don't really matter. It's it's all about the conference record. But the the six teams ahead of you, USC, UCLA, U of A, Utah, Washington State, and Colorado are all quality basketball programs. I do not expect to finish ahead of them. Then you have Cal, Arizona State, Stanford, Oregon, Washington, and Oregon State. That's That's your competition for me. You're not finishing above those other six teams. Forget about it. I want to finish ahead of the other five teams. You finish seventh, I call it successful. That's some loser ball mentality right that there. Is, that is absolutely <laughs> loser ball mentality. But at the same time, it, it's one of those like, why shoot for the moon when I when I can settle for being happy? I just want them to shoot at the hoop and make it because they're not doing enough of that. I, I feel like you should just settle settle. For them shooting. This is uh, this is like the very beginning of our podcast, and it has, it has been a struggle so far. So bear with us through the rest of it. It's going to get better probably. If not, it'll no, get better No, probably tomorrow. not. By the way, th- this has been like the 15th cut that we've made. Absolutely not. Don't you lie to people. 17, sorry. Stop lying to people. 20. So with that, a- ASU, they, they've, they've got this great opportunity in front of them. There's been a lot of disappointment so far this season, but they have an opportunity to put that behind them, right? If they can start to win some of their conference games, they're not going to go undefeated. They're not going to go on probably huge, huge stretches. But if they can maintain this like level of 500 Pac-12 play, that's probably better than what a lot of people were giving them credit for throughout this season. So find an identity, stick with it, ideally play better than they have about the first 10 games of this season. I don't think I have much more to add to that. And for the sake of... Not making more mistakes for the rest of this podcast. I think we'll go ahead and cap it there. So that was the first segment of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, Wednesday edition. When we return, we're going to dive right into the relationship drama that is Zach Hill and the University of Auburn. And apparently the very jealous boyfriend that is Arizona State University. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. All right, college football fanatics. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, where they offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Here's how it works. You're going to use the promo code LOCKEDON, and any of your users that use this code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks also allows mixed sports entries where you can take the over on LeBron, combined with the under on Mahomes in the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use that promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. And we're back for the second segment of a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Thanks again so much for making us your first listen every day. The best part about this podcast, Connor. It's free and available on all platforms, question mark. Did you say available or available? I could have said either. What did I say? What's the difference? I I don't know. All I know is this Wednesday edition is very goofy, and I refuse to do multiple takes. 
And how ironic is it that we had to do a cut because the dog walked all over our little system and messed everything up. So no cuts, no more. But and, and enough about my, my troubling life. Cut, what? Zach Hill did not get cut from Arizona State. This That's last not weekend. how this works at all. So Zach Hill, we had talked about on yesterday's podcast, rumored to potentially be going to Auburn to be their new offensive coordinator. There were connections there to their previous head coach. However, it looks like uh, Zach Hill was actually given an offer, if I, I am remembering this correctly. He was given an offer from Auburn for three years uh, over this last weekend. But it sounds like there's an overall uh, compliance issue between Auburn and Arizona State that it, it essentially held it up. So Auburn, I, I, I think they're trying to find out more information on uh, the this. Yeah. The penalties. I'm trying to find the right word. The the NCAA violations that they had. I, I think they're trying to find out more information and whether like maybe Zach Hill was involved. But I know. I mean, he wasn't one of the coaches that was suspended, so I'm not sure if anything's coming of that. But ultimately, from what we're understanding, Arizona State did not essentially give much of a reply, and they were dragging their feet, so to speak. Uh, which it sounds like Auburn's now going to look at other offensive coordinators instead of Zach Hill. Which I don't think I would blame them. For, for a multitude of reasons. First of all, if, it, if it's this complicated to bring in a guy like Zach Hill, is it truly worth it? Because I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of coordinators who would be worth that kind of time and investment, let alone a guy coming from a middling Power 5 school with an offense that struggled with consistency. Hey, middling, we're in second place. In a division. Not in the conference. Where do we end up in the conference? Definitely not sixth. We, wait. What? Who who was sixth? I don't know, but it wasn't why, ASU. Why are you making fun of sixth place? There's a good chance they beat us. That's probably true. Uh, I'm going to laugh when it was Washington State. They have to be from Utah, I'm sorry. We only lose to teams from Utah and Washington and Oregon. And I guess teams that play soon in the to be Wisconsin. Well, they don't play in the Pac-12, so I guess that kind of ruins it. Well, neither does BYU, so that's, that's a I, good point. BYU was like part of the Pac-13 this year. Might as well be the Conference of Champions. Um, so with, with Zach Hill staying with Arizona State, ASU dragging their feet essentially to get Auburn the information they want, does that seem like a vote of confidence for Zach Hill at all? Is it just ASU not um, maybe having all the information if it does happen? If it does have to do with the NCAA violations, maybe they just they can't give Auburn what they're looking for, so to speak. I, I think there's a whole like laundry list of of ways that you can pull and dissect information from the little bit that we've been given. But I'd be lying to you, Connor, if the first thing that didn't come to my head was that episode of SpongeBob where Plankton is trying to get him to work for him, and SpongeBob just goes, Nah, I don't really feel like it. And that's Auburn just kind of like Come on, help us out so that we can get Zach Hill. And ASU's just like, nah, I don't really feel like it. Well, I, it's like most simplest form, I guess. Um, I, I just, you're you're right. There's a lot of different ways we can dissect that. If you guys have a different opinion on that, like tweet at us on social media. Do, do you guys like Zach Hill as an offensive coordinator? Are you wanting to see him go, whether it's Auburn or elsewhere? At the end of the day, like this guy needs to do what's best for his career. So if that's a move to Auburn, great, go for it. There, there's just there's got to be more to this story here, and 
we'll, we'll find out more. I'm sure once maybe Auburn hires their actual OC, I know there's some other names uh, running as candidates, but you're right. For for a guy who's not, he, he's not the offensive coordinator of a great offensive program as it is right now. I, I'm, unless he was absolutely their guy, the guy they have to get to be their guy going to the next season, I, I don't think it's this huge loss for them. So, um, for whatever reason that ASU didn't essentially comply with uh, what Auburn needed from them, we'll talk about that more as that information comes out. But from what we know right now, uh, Zach Hill did have an offer on the table from what it sounded like uh, about three years. So they did they did want him. Maybe he was their number one choice, and that's why they gave him an offer. But at the same time, they're wanting to move on. So we'll, we'll talk about more of that as information does come out. Right now, it feels like it's just going to be one of those he said, she said kind of things, and it, it's going to depend <clears throat> It's going to depend what news station you're listening to for the the perspective that you're going to get. So I, I don't know what to make of this situation. I don't know if this is an ASU problem. I don't know if it's a Zach Hill problem. I don't know if it's an Auburn problem. I don't know if ASU and Auburn are having issues. I don't know if ASU and Zach Hill are having issues. I don't know if Zach Hill and Auburn are having issues. I don't know where the issues lie. I don't know who's doing what. I don't know whose side I'm supposed to be on. But we're locked on Sunday. Shouldn't we know that stuff? No. I, I am I am I am just here so I don't get fined. We're here to report the facts, and at the moment we give you all the facts that we have. I have no facts. I have I have lots of opinions. Most of them are very biased towards Arizona State. That's not true. We've been saying how bad ASU's been all season long. I, I would never say something so blasphemous on my own podcast. Regardless, don't pull the receipts. If you guys feel differently about Zach Hill, tweet at us on Twitter or uh, DM our account. We'd love to talk to you guys about it. If you think that... I will ignore your DMs. Ask certain player athletes, girlfriends. I will not respond to your DMs. If you think that uh, a lot of the offense fell a little bit more on Jaden Daniels, and that's why they were, quote-unquote, less impressive, definitely let's talk about it. I I don't think it falls specifically on one person. I think there's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, but Zach Hill potentially being with the Sunday for one more season, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I, I don't know if it gets me excited either. It just it, it's going to be one of those things where we're just going to have to play wait and see and see what happens. Um, it we we talked about it kind of last night. I don't know if it's the greatest hire in the world for Auburn, and I I don't know if it's even really a lateral move for Zach Hill. Quite frankly. <clears throat> He, he's not going to a definitively better situation. Sure, they have more coming back next year than ASU does, but I, I, I don't know, Connor. It's just it, it's it's a very weird situation, and it feels like it's just getting murkier and murkier as as the minutes tick by. Not e- not even the day. It just it's very weird. But we'll leave it at that. Monday return for the third and final segment. We're going to take a look at these all Pac-12 teams and talk about how controversial, I guess we could say they are, in regards to Arizona State and why me and Connor, at least me at least, are fuming about them. You're listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march towards the playoffs. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new and updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code Locked On to receive the bonus. From basketball to football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. There are so many opinions about protein bars out there, and not a lot of people know what's the right one. Well, whose opinion should you take? You should take my opinion. You already listened to me for all the Sendables content that you are trying to look for, so might as well trust me for your protein bars as well. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. That's going to be Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate. But amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will it be raspberry or mint brownie? Cherry or double chocolate? Cookie, uh, cookies and cream? Peanut butter brownie? So many flavors to choose from. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel. You need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something you need to keep going. So throw one in your jacket pocket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavors, they'll fight over it and things get out of hand fast. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays? You need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Here's the offer. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use that promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back for the third and final and perhaps controversial segment of this Wednesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Connor, we've talked speculation. We've talked high hopes. Now it's time to be frustrated because the all Pac-12 teams came out and somehow of like 20 of like 28 or like 30 starting spots. Pick a number. Just just pick a number. It doesn't even have to be right. Just like, pick one. Like 30 starting spots. There was only like two Sun Devils, and we, we should have had like 28 starters. I don't think that's correct at all, considering that they start 22. Well, then well, I guess First got, of all, that that's, that first team defensive, defensive line has six starters. Which makes sense to somebody. Not us, but somebody. So, I, I mean, like, don't, don't hear what we're not saying, like, no, no, no. Hear what we're saying. Clearly, th- there's a lot of ASU players that also got second team mentioned or uh, uh, second team uh, All Pac-12. So that's great. Uh, a little bummed about Rashad White. Uh, if there, I, if I could handpick anybody to get first team, it's probably him. Actually, I didn't even spoiler see him. alert: Rashad White did not get first team. Rashad White did not. I, I, did he lose to Travis Dye? I didn't. I didn't even. Look. He lost to no. It wasn't Travis Dye. It was uh, B.J. Baylor and Tavian Thompson. No, okay. Travis Dye wasn't even oh, second team. He, Rashad White didn't even get one of the first two spots? No. Oh, we have to burn something now. That's Not, what I'm saying. I, I don't know what, but something. That's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was so mad. I wouldn't have even thought Tavian Thompson was even in that conversation. Like A stud, for sure, but over Rashad White? Are, are you sure about that? So uh, other other guys, uh, Darian Butler, we talked about him all season long. Did not get first team All-Pac-12. That one is a little bit more understandable. Uh, when you have, still not, still not. When you at least have a guy uh, like Devin Lloyd. Now there are other linebacking spots. Noah Sewell, we had, we talked about Sewell probably halfway through the season, and he got off to a little bit of a slow start. 
So I, I don't know what his numbers are off the top of my head. So just saying that Butler deserves it over him without looking at the numbers uh, or even watching a ton of school this year. Like, to be fair, not everything is about the numbers. But, yeah, Butler also not getting first team when you have three linebackers is a little surprising. I, I didn't realize you were leaving that for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, it just... <sighs> Noah Sewell's a stud. He's going to be a stud moving forward. He was not better than Darian Butler this year. Just nuts and bolts, Connor. And then Avery Roberts was also a stud. I feel like he was more production than substance. Darian Butler, like, call me biased if if you need to. Truly, I, I welcome it. But Darian Butler was the second best linebacker in the Pac-12 behind Devin Lloyd by a significant margin because Lloyd is going to be a top 15 pick. You can take that to the bank. Yeah, there's no arguments there. Devin Lloyd was the best linebacker in the Pac-12 this year. so I'm not- Best linebacker in... College football. So not not upset there even one bit. But yeah, if you have three linebackers and Darian Butler's not top three in the Pac-12, that's surprising. Um, other names. So there there are other players that did um, that did make either, well, I should just say second team because it's not on the first team. Uh, but we have both Kellen Deach and Donovan West. Which uh, are the two offensive linemen that have easily been the best for us this year. Yep, so, so great to see them get mentioned. Uh, DJ Davidson, who plays essentially defensive tackle for us. Uh, made second team there. Uh, as we mentioned, Darian Butler made second team linebacker. And then I think that's it as far as Arizona State players go. They had a lot of Don't honorable- worry, we have plenty of honorable mentions. They, they do have a lot of honorable mentions, like like a lot of other schools do. So that's the fact that they have a decent list is not a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a great thing either when you can list a ton of other players from other schools as well. Well, here's the thing where I'm frustrated. With, with the honorable mentions, the one I'm most upset about. Say, there, there's a name we haven't mentioned. Jack Jones. Connor, it, it's not listed corner and safety. It's listed defensive back. And you gave me four starters and four reserves. And you told me that Jack Jones was not one of the eight best defensive backs in the Pac-12 this year. That is hot garbage. That's terrible. You clearly, clearly were not watching Jack Jones because that man made NFL money this year with how good he was on the outside, a consistent tackler, a player when the ball was in his area and always found his way to the ball. Jack Jones was a stud. Jack Jones at a minimum was a second team all Pac-12. Couldn't agree more. So as far as things we're upset about, Rashad White not getting first team, Darian Butler not getting first team, definitely a little bit upset about that. The fact that Jack Jones got snubbed altogether, that's mind-boggling to me. Like there's there's definitely other guys and not just as a Sun Devils fan and, and there's other players we can mention too but like uh, some of those other guys getting left off I I get that I get that a little bit more I, I'm not nearly as upset about that if you would have told me that half of the other honorable mentions made even second team I would have been like are you, are you sure about that the way this team played through spurts this season Jack Jones has got to be the guy to make it right top eight defensive back in the Pac-12 it's not there's not other talented players but not even top eight. Like, listen, there, there's a committee of people who make these lists. To be honest, they, they actually have more knowledge of the Pac-12 than we do. We, we know a lot about the Arizona State Sundals. They're the team we get to cover week in and week out. And we get the pleasure of doing most of these other teams probably several times a year uh, versus all of their games. But I, I just someone would have to sit me down and explain to me why Jack Jones was not top eight. It's, I'm just thinking, like, what if someone told me he's not even t- like the number ninth option? Like, what if there was somebody else ahead of him? I, right? Like, I have no idea how I would even handle that situation. So, uh, bummer, bummer for sure. 
Um, interesting little note, Rashad White on Twitter, which I, I'm pretty sure is connected. Rashad White just uh, essentially said noted with the stock emoji on the way up, which good for him, man. Like there, there's nothing you can do once these polls come out or these results, I should say, in terms of the uh, all-conference standings. Nothing you can do about it. So for a guy like Rashad White, the dude's going to go make his money, go play in the Senior Bowl, uh, hopefully increase his draft stock a little bit more, and go play for an NFL team. Uh, Jack Jones will be interesting. Uh, his body type does not scream NFL DB, uh, but I, I'd be surprised if he's at least not a camp body uh, come April for 2022. See, and I would tell you, <clears throat> sorry, my voice. I would tell you the three guys that we're most outraged about are all draftable guys between Jack Jones, Rashad White, and Darian Butler. I think those are three guys with NFL futures. And I, I understand NFL future doesn't necessarily mean college production, but all three of them had it. Connor, I'm so frustrated. And, and it's the fan in me coming out. I know that. I understand. But these guys deserved it. And I'm, I'm beside myself that the only first team that we had was Tyler Johnson. And, and that's the crazy thing to me. <clears throat> If you had told me we were going to get one first team, Tyler Johnson would not have been in the first three that I mentioned. Maybe not even in the first I was four. Saying, maybe not. Maybe not even. So Because just for a quick little rant, Eddie Zablisky wasn't even an honorable mention. Nowhere to be found. But we gave the U of A punter the first team because of volume. Congratulations, you're punting on every drive. Hey, I guess he, net he yards had, matter. He had a ton of practice at it this year. Ton of practice, but Ty- Tyler Johnson, you're right. That was actually a name I had. I didn't mention when we ran through it. Tyler Johnson did get first team All Pro, which he he played well throughout the season, um, continuously week after week. No, which not that everybody does, right? Playing, coming to play uh, against a team you didn't play the week before, they're going to play you potentially a little bit differently. He's playing new offensive linemen. Like it's hard to be that good week in week out. But Tyler Johnson flashed a ton. So the fact that he was uh, part of the, um, I, I shouldn't even say on the first team is a surprise. If you would have told me he made second team, I would have said that definitely feels about right. But yeah, for, for the one player that we got on first team, and it's Tyler Johnson with six defensive linemen that get first team, uh, de- definitely a, a little bit surprising there. Doesn't that feel like rubbing salt in the wound? Like your one first team, all Pac-12 member, Came at the position that has the most available guys. I I feel like that's a slap in the face. I understand that we didn't live up to the hype <clears throat> that everyone wanted us to live up to this year. We didn't live up to the hype that we set ourselves our expectations. But what do we have? I just, five five games without a sack. Five games without a sack. And nothing that's all on Tyler Johnson. Like there's other guys in there. TJ Davidson, who's also on the defensive line, they made second team all back twelve. There's there's other guys there, but Tyler Johnson was also partially responsible for that. So that that's what I'm talking about. Tyler Johnson did flash this year, but there was also stretches throughout the season where he just totally disappeared. So the, the fact that he's first team, definitely a little surprising. Not upset about it, but surprising. So it it just it's one of those like we're happy Tyler got it because Tyler's a stud and he will be missed. He truly will be because he's a he's a presence on the defensive line. He's a vocal leader for the team. We're happy he got first team. I, I guess where I'm sitting with it is he just wasn't the guy I would have picked. Like if, if you had told me, Richie, you have one player for Arizona State to pick and put on first team. 
Tyler Johnson was not going to be the guy I would pick. And I'm not complaining that Tyler Johnson's on there. I'm complaining that it felt like it was almost like a pity thing. Like it's like, well, we have six defensive linemen and we haven't put a Sun Devil in. I guess, I guess we'll be nice and give them Tyler Johnson. That's what it felt like because the rest of this team is disrespected. Jack Jones, an honorable mention. That's mind-boggling to me. Like, truly disrespectful. And I guess we'll end it with that. So, because I, I could keep going for another, like, half hour, but they, they, don't, they don't like when I keep rambling on like that. So I guess we'll, we'll wrap it up, and I will continue my rants on Twitter. You can follow me for that rant at RichieBrads36. You can also at my best friend, Connor Drios, at C Drios. Make sure you follow the Twitter page at LO underscore Sun Devils. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you get your podcast because we're there and available Monday through Friday giving you the best Sun Devils content there is, whether that's Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, anywhere and everywhere in between. We give you the best podcast ever. So thanks again so much for making us your first listen. Now go ahead and make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q and expert analysis from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, Locked on Bets. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.